Bazinga. All right, it is season 12 of the Bonos Fantasy Football League, and we are back with the pod, back after week one, after uh, some crazy action we're going to get into. Joining me, as always, from a cupboard beneath the stairs, not a boy wizard, but in fact our commissioner, Justin. You sound like you're in a box. What's going on over there, buddy? Uh, well, we just moved last week, so I'm in a new place, uh, still getting everything set up. I uh, got my like work computer set up. Well, my regular computer set up, too, but missing a lot of the things I'd normally have in my office, one of which being by my microphone. Um, but yeah, we're doing pretty good over here. Family's uh, finally recovering. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, we all, all three of us got COVID, and it was pretty fucking terrible. Do not recommend it at all, um, but we're all on the other side of it and doing well. Yeah, great. Um, super good to hear. I know that was a, kind of a shit show, um, but yeah, I'm glad you guys are doing all right. I'm glad to, I'm glad I didn't get it. <laughs> it worked out. I mean, if you guys would have found out like, I don't know, a day and a half later, it might have been too late. I might have been inbound to Seattle and I would have got it too, but... Yeah, we were supposed to have a lot of people over at our house uh, helping us move, and thankfully we we got the notice uh, a couple days before that happened. It was bad for us, bad for moving, but um, thankfully we didn't we didn't spread it to more people. Yeah, well, I'm glad you guys are doing all right. Hope everyone's staying safe out there. I know it's, uh, it's a rough time. So things are spiking up. Uh, I feel like there's like breakout cases. I feel like I know everywhere. So uh, stay safe. You know. Take care of yourselves. And in the meantime, we've got uh, 16 more weeks of glorious fantasy football. Uh, how was your week one? Pretty good. <laughs> You're facing me, and uh, you usually do pretty good week one against me. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, I was kind of was so busy with the move and everything else. Um, you know, I was checking my lineup and stuff, but I wouldn't say I was doing the amount of uh, diligence that I usually would, especially week one. That's usually when I'm, like, the most involved in stuff. Um so I kind of had no expectations going into week one. Um, I actually thought that your team looked really good on paper. Um, so I was, I was pretty stressed about the matchup. I was kind of just getting ready to just chalk it up and move on to uh, next week. But um, yeah, I ended up being pleasantly surprised. I remembered what it's like to own Kyler Murray. Uh, when you watch the games, it's terrifying because uh, he does as many dumb things as he does awesome things. But uh Thankfully, in, in fantasy, that, that always comes out on top. So, uh, you know, a, a big win, mostly behind his performance. Um, but, you know, excited to see what my team does for the rest of the season. It's it pretty, looking pretty good. Yeah, it's funny to hear that you're, uh, you know, looking at the matchup, you know, thinking it's going to be tough. I was looking at it, too, and, uh, you know, my feelings coming out, uh, out of the draft, I was just like, you know, it seems like my team might be uh, coming on late this year, so I'm just going to – I kind of, like, figured I'd lose anyway, and then that just made swapping out Melvin Gordon <laughs> even a little bit more painful to know that it, I would have had a chance. Kind of well, pretty much right into the, the last few minutes, uh, Patrick Queen only got those last couple of tackles, you know, uh, maybe even, I think, right before overtime. So uh, ended up not mattering. That, dude, did you watch Monday Night Football Ravens uh, – Raiders? That was – crazy game i i didn't get a chance to watch it now i was pretty bummed because i'd been looking forward to it when i first saw the the first week slate 
Yeah, I should actually clarify. I didn't. I, I don't think the game itself was was crazy. I tuned in like halfway through the third quarter, and it was like pretty much from then on the game became good. I guess it was like pretty important before then, but. Um, yeah, it's so funny. I know we were talking in chat. Um, you know, Ryan was definitely hoping for overtime. He's hoping for more Lamar points. Uh, in my work league, yeah, I was in the same situation. And it's it's funny. Like you always kind of like hope for. You know, you do this thing where you're like, okay, if if the Bills score three here, and then Pittsburgh course scores seven, then they'll get in a tie, and that will be overtime. Um, and so there's all these scenarios, and in the real time, you know, you're breaking it down. And so we're doing in chat. We're like, no field goal. Oh crap! They can't go for a field goal. That would like upset the time. Um, so it was actually cool, like hoping for overtime and getting it, even though it didn't work out for Ryan and I. Uh, yeah, I was still watching chat, and it was pretty funny seeing everyone involved and everybody kind of rooting for opposite things. And yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, I heard. Um, if anyone listens to uh, the Fancy Footballers podcast, uh, one of the hosts was talking about like in their matchup, uh, you know, they were also leaning on Lamar, but they like right before overtime had just gotten to the point where they were up by one point and then overtime starts and all Lamar does is fumble the ball and then you lose by one. So I know there's probably a, a lot of broken hearts on either side of that, but um, yeah, I don't know. It was, a, it was a pretty fun week. I think like it, it, for me, it was nice having football back. Um, you know, it's it it nice spending the day, you know, watching some games, uh, but it also seemed really nuts, you know, just like within the league itself. And I don't know if this is, um, just because I'm, I'm having a little bit of a slower start to this year, uh, th- as far as fantasy goes, or if it's just like a weird year, but I really have no idea like how to gauge these teams. I mean, if you would have looked at my power rankings before week one, they probably would have been totally upside down from what they are right now. The teams that I thought like looked really bad, put up monster points and vice versa. Uh, I, we're going to get into it all. I mean, did you have any like big takeaways or surprises from week one? Uh, you know, so when I'm doing the power rankings, you know, you and I talk about this a lot. We're not just interested in the scores, especially this early in the season, but we're also interested in the rosters. But it's kind of funny, though. I'm, you know, I'm looking at everybody's rosters. I, I did, you know, I did some amount of IDP research, uh, mostly just trying to, like, identify guys that I wanted, and then I drafted them. Um, so I'm not like super well versed, you know, in every single IDP player. I, I doubt many of us are. Um, and so I'm thinking that that's probably going to be a blind spot for a while until we get caught up and kind of get more familiar with these players. Because I'm probably looking at some of these teams and, you know, it, you might not think much of their offense and you go and look and they might have, you know, the, the top ranked defensive player in every position. And, you know, all their guys are churning out 15, 20 points a week. And with six positions, I mean, that could be the bulk of your points right there. You really could be phoning it in with the rest of your roster. So I, I haven't spent a lot of time analyzing everybody's IDP, um, but I look forward to getting to that later in the season, looking at people's teams and identifying, you know, like, oh, yeah, hey, don't, you know, don't sleep on this team. Their offense looks like shit, but, you know, they're going to drop, you know, 100 points just out of their IDP on you. Yeah, I mean, somebody's going to have one of those days uh, eventually. Um so, yeah, it was pretty interesting for IDP. I think uh, one thing, I know I'm feeling the burn on it, and judging by the way waivers went, you know, this morning is, uh, you know, for, for once linebackers, you know, usually linebacker, that's the one spot if you're going to put anyone in an IDP, put a linebacker in there, uh, generally you're going to score a lot of points. Uh, but they were kind of like, you know, after a certain tier, you could go on the waiver wire and pick up, you know, whoever who's getting you know 60 percent snap counts or something like that and throw them in they're going to give you you know good chance for like 10 points right 
that's like that's gone. Those days are gone. The waiver wire is scrap thin. Um, so I mean, there's some like people name value as far as, far as linebackers go, but it, it's kind of it's interesting. I noticed a lot of people went linebacker heavy after the the draft. I wish I did that. That seems really smart in uh, retrospect. Because you look at it, now, you look at the waiver wire, and it's like, okay, well, now you have to take a chance on a safety. You got to take a chance on a you know, defensive lineman who's who's, who's going to get a, a sack, or you know, try to find one of these no-name guys. And I know with IDP, it's even more common than you know with like big-name offensive players. You know, there's always sneaky little starts uh, to find everywhere new players or new names. But um, yeah, feeling the burn from uh, IDP, I feel early. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that we had any like super, super blowout performances, but my biggest takeaway from IDP is um, I really feel like having a good defensive end is going to be kind of like a game changer for most of the teams. I, I, I feel like it's a little bit going to be like tight end where you have like one of the top guys you can really, I mean, we saw it, they weren't, you know, they weren't necessarily started, but we saw some, you know, um, the defensive ends this weekend get, you know, like three sacks, like that could win you, uh, you know, fantasy matchup. So I'm excited to see particularly how that position does. And then, yeah, keeping an eye on the depth, like you were talking about too, as it goes on. Yeah. So, um, aside from that, I mean, uh, any, uh, thing that struck out to you as far as, uh, waivers go this morning, I know we had, uh, Elijah Mitchell or Mitchell went for 50 bucks to our big, uh, fab spender, Brett. Nice to see Brett already have spent with his budget once again. So uh, yeah, you know, I already already shared this story in chat, but it was just really funny because you know a lot of us uh, maybe ripped on Brett for that move last season after he, uh, you know, he kind of lost his starting running backs. He said, you know, I'm just going to kind of scramble and do what I need to do. Spent a bunch of money, and you know that Mike Davis pickup like really really paid off. Um, so I know people kind of have you know people either you know. Mitchell seems like a really polarizing player already. I think it's based on how invested in the 49ers backfield you already are. Um, but I kind of had the same idea as Brett. I said, you know what? Like, that really worked out for him last year. Like, I want, I want to get in on that. But uh, unfortunately, Brett pulled a Brett and spent a lot more money than I did. So I, I got to miss out on that. Uh, it didn't seem overall, though, like a strong waiver week. Um, the offers after that, I mean, even on Mitchell, the offers dropped pretty quickly after that, and especially – you know, Tim Patrick was the next highest player to go. He went for 11 and then Gainwell for 10. Um, there were a lot of claims. Like, I think I think a lot of people saw week one and decided to churn, like, big parts of their roster. Or they had in, like, redundant claims. I noticed, like, uh, man, you, Eric, uh, I'm looking at this list. A lot of people with a lot of claims. Brett, uh, Jana, uh, just getting in, you know, like, the, the backup upon backup upon backup for claims. Um, but yeah, it looked like a lot of people are pretty interested in churning over those guys on week one who uh, I'm guessing probably didn't get the usage that they, that, that they thought that they would. Yeah, for sure. I know with me, um, I tried some, a new little kind of like micro strategy with this where, you know, I had a certain empty spot, uh, spot on my roster cause I moved someone to IR, Jerry, Judy, dear Lord. <laughs> anyway, so I had that empty roster spot, um, and I used that as my primary like wide receiver one. So that's where I put my big money. You know, uh, I can't remember his name now. Uh, the guy I got <laughs> my new savior at wide receiver, um, and then you know, like the next uh, few guys too. I also in that free spot ranked a little bit higher, and then uh, my secondary is when I start dropping players, and I actually had a whole different tier values for them because of you know I, I i don't know i was hoping that like i'd get my 
big guy up front, spend the big money, and then my those would be my secondary like uh, waiver wire pickups. So in that case, I would want to spend less. But if those guys ended up being my primary and filling that main spot, I was going to spend more to get more. Uh, I mean, it, it kind of sort of where I mean, I got the guy that I, I wanted, and then you know it all panned out except for the linebackers. But um, yeah, I, I don't think like super hot on the waiver wire. I think the Elijah Mitchell. I think we're missing a lot of bets or uh, you know bids on there because people probably feel like me where it's like. I know I'm not going to pay more than like 15 bucks because I don't really need a running back. And that could be a huge mistake. You know, you, I think Alvin Kamara, every time you, you look at a running back like that. But uh, there are probably a lot of teams, I think, that are like, you know, I'm all right. To me, he's not worth dropping 50 bucks or even like 25 bucks. I'm not going to even try. Yeah, that, that definitely plays a big part with like not seeing the, the trickle down effect on Mitchell because there really weren't, I mean, I'm looking, there were a handful of the top claims. Ashley down at five dollars. I don't. I don't know what she was thinking there. Um, and then yeah, I don't really see a lot of claims after that. But yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, the churn, a lot of um, IDP churn as well on the bottom half. Um, I. It's funny though. I, I. You know, it's interesting hearing about your woes because it's not even really something that crossed my mind. I had like a pretty decent IDP performance week one. And I really, I probably should have, but I, I really hadn't even considered uh, turning any of those guys yet. So it's interesting. I think a lot of people were probably uh, bit by their IDP week one and said, okay, time to, you know, grab whoever's hot or whoever's getting a lot of usage. And it, it seemed like that happened to, you know, at least half the teams. Yeah, well, it's a long season. Um, and just know that uh, for every, every player you pick up, every player you drop to the waiver wire, it's like uh, dropping a chunk of tasty, tasty meat into the ocean with a bunch of sharks. Because I mean, that I like to be honest. I was more, in, I'm more interested to see, and I, it was a letdown anyway. But like, I wanted to see who you jabronis were dropping. Brad uh, made that comment yeah, too. Yeah. So I, I immediately skimmed, and I was looking, and I was like, dude, I, these are not exciting players to be out of no, right now. No. There are a couple people, there are a couple of like linebackers that got dropped and it was like, oh, well, like last week, you know, you were kind of the people I was expecting to see on the waiver wire and was upset that you weren't there, so I couldn't pick you up. So, you know, still some like, you know, somewhat of value, but um, yeah, no, I mean, it's just, it's funny when you just like listen to other podcasts or like read the the subreddit and you hear like stories from other leagues are like, oh, so we dropped Javante Williams after week one. It's like, What? kind of just shenanigans weeks yeah Uh, definitely not going to be seeing a lot of that it was interesting you know week one uh, you know we always have to kind of like update our history books and contextualize things because we change you know our our point systems from time to time uh so the average uh and and week one scores are usually pretty good too so our average in week one from last year was 139 points and that was pretty high we had, um, what is it here? Somebody scored 195 points last week. The next closest was 166. Like, man, these are crazy scores. This week, you know, I had the fourth highest score, I think, with 183 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average overall was 170. Uh, there was a little bit of a drop-off um, between kind of the haves and the have-nots. We had a handful of teams that were up in like the 180, 190, um, and then a couple teams in the 160s. Uh, but our lowest score, you know, being 140, so it really seems like the extra IDP spots. Um, you know, if anything, I think they just gave teams like a lot higher floor um, rather than causing these like huge point swings, you know, from, from the top to the bottom. 
Yeah, I, I mean, gone are the days of scoring 80 points. Uh, hopefully, if anyone scores 80 points at this point, ooch, it's going to hurt. Um, so, yeah, like, I, you know, we're, it's got to reset the level as far as what you're expecting for, for points and what a high score is. I mean, breaking two hundo, we almost did it. <laughs> Lucindo almost did it. Um, it's going to be a thing. But, yeah, the IDP, again, I, I kind of agree with that. It doesn't – to me, it's, it raises the floor – um, more than, than hurting it just because, you know, you, you can pick up dudes off the waiver wire who will get you, you know, those three to seven, like mediocre points that you'll hate to get, but you'll get, you know, it's it, like, it's really hard aside from injury. I mean, it's really hard for like a starting you know linebacker to goose egg you, you know, um, but a wide receiver will, I mean, hell Calvin Ridley did it against me. You know, I, I know Eric remembers that last year that, you know, stuff like that happens all the time with offensive players, but, you know, it's a little bit, I don't know, more well-rounded. Yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a pretty exciting week one. I'm, I'm feeling a little bit better after getting the win, feeling a little bit more uh, motivated and excited to check out week two. Um, I, I got something to remind everyone that may help, uh, you know, not demotivate you, but maybe lessen that motivation. Just a reminder, I mean, this is what I'm telling myself after my loss, by the way. We got one extra week this year. You know, we've got 17 weeks, which means losing week one or winning week one doesn't mean as much anymore. It's always great to start off great. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I would love a one and a start right now. But, uh, yeah, don't don't get sloppy, bro. We're coming. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the other interesting uh, thing, you know, that I was kind of looking at is the divisions. Um, I think pretty cool. I mean, we can talk more about this when we get to the power rankings. But, um, yeah, I think people probably have a different perception of their division now. I know mine is looking a lot tougher. Um, and, yeah, just having the three divisions, uh, I, I think, makes it a little bit more fun. It was funny on Reddit. There was the annual, you know, why do people play with divisions uh, post. And I'm just laughing, man. I, I love playing with the, the divisions. I think it makes it really fun. I like scoping it out and seeing where everybody stands now. And yeah, with that extra week, I'm excited about the schedule and everything. I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, for sure. I I, um, I always kind of like divisions. I like setting up some sort of even just season long rivalry with other people. And you know, the the team I always think the most about that like pro divisions is um, there's a few years where like me and Andrew we're in divisions together where we had like really tight races. I think there was that one year where, where there was that tiebreaker that I lost, you know, and, and that was a, you know, there's a couple like heated division games, you know, that season that I lost to Andrew, like that cost me it. I love it, man. It makes it so much, so much better, but I do, I like this, what we've switched over to so far because you still get a division. Um, it's a little kind of like tight knit group or whatever you kind of, I mean, I feel like I may have picked my poison. You, you're talking about, Teams looking better after you pick them, um, but it's also cool because you still feel. I mean, the way it works out that we can play everyone. So um, yeah, I hope everyone's digging the, the three divisions so far. We'll have to, to see how that goes. Yeah, I mean, my division's three and one with and you know some of the top scorers in there. So I'm, I'm looking a little bit scared. But we got a pretty important announcement to make today, right? We checked our. Uh, uh, I checked the ESPN page uh, last weekend and realized that we had never named our divisions like we promised everyone. 
And after spending a uh, long, hard uh, day and a half, I think we've uh, brainstormed our division names. Yeah, so you and me uh, as bowl contenders, and then this year adding the uh, toilet bowl champs of Martin. Uh, we had to pick something, you know, that that was within a theme. You know, you you me and Martin go back a long ways. There's there's many different themes we could have chosen. Uh, you know, ska music, and there's some other stuff we were talking about. Um, but you know, I, like we're excited. We were, I'm so excited to announce this. Uh, you know who's not going to be excited about this, Justin? Who? Everyone else in the league. Yeah. Because no one else is going to get this or whatever, and that is kind of the benefit when you're, uh, you know, top dogs getting pick division names. So what are we doing, brother? So the theme that we did was uh, zones from the hit MMORPG EverQuest. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this probably sounds boring, like we just said, to, you know, everyone else in the league. But there were some really, really great names to pick from. And uh, I'll just, I'll, I'll jump into it now. I'll announce mine. My division this year will be called Sleeper's Tomb. Sleeper's which, Tomb. To me, you know, it's a place where sleepers go to die. So, um, yeah, it, it sounds pretty menacing. It sounds pretty ominous. And I'm pretty excited to be in that division. Also, uh, an request uh, Sleeper is an immortal dragon that literally when uh, people tried to kill him and almost did, the, they had to come in and stop it because it would, like, break the game. He wasn't supposed to die. Love it. Um, I would like to point out, too, that, you know, we did we did have some joke names, some meme names that would have been really dumb. And, like, literally, I mean, I know no one else is going to get these. And, you know, that's fine. But, I mean, Justin and Martin, to our credit, we could have been a lot more stupid with this, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody, like, at least these kind of sound, like, fun and ominous. Uh, I don't think anybody would know what the hell they were talking about when they said that they were in the chain CCH. Uh, yeah. Need so. more Sinzan? What does that mean? What, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, all right. So, yeah, Justin's division will be the Sleeper's Tomb division for me. And, uh, Justin, i got to give you credit for this because you're the first to come up with it. Uh, in between two giant continents is the Ocean of Tears. And I just feel, you know, that that, that describes our division because uh, as I rise to the top of, uh, you know, the, 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 the league, I'm just going to be floating on a, a boat of your tears as you all cry those salty fantasy tears. So uh, we'll be the Ocean of Tears division. And then for uh, Martin, uh took one that uh, was a great zone, one of our favorite leveling places, and probably the best soundtrack in EverQuest, The Bastion of Thunder. Um, so, I don't know. These are pretty three pretty awesome uh, zones in the game. They're pretty awesome zone names. And, uh, yeah, again, I just commend us for not being totally stupid and picking something that, uh, you know, would have just really pissed everyone off. Uh, yeah, and you know, they all kind of like go together too. Sometimes we, in the past, we've had like division names that are like totally at odds with each other. These, at least when you go and look at the division page, it's, it should look pretty tight. Um, and for anybody who's ever unhappy about the divisions, just remember that one time our divisions were Division 1 and Division A, so it'll never be that bad. Or was it Division 1 and Division B? I don't remember. Yeah. No, I definitely like the thing. I, I kind of feel like if you're in a spot to be naming divisions, you know, you, you have a, um, a responsibility. And even if you want to take that responsibility and make a dumb joke out of it, you know, it, I, well, I don't know. I guess maybe is it Division A, Division 1, too dumb of a joke? I don't know. I don't know. I loved it. Either way, we'll get it up on the site. 
Uh, so love it. Sleeper's Tomb, Ocean of Tears, Bastion of Thunder. Jumping over, we're uh, we're looking at our mailbag here. Uh, you know, we're getting warmed up for the season. I know everyone else is. I think in a perfect world, we would have done like our our preseason pod. Uh, kind of rank the teams like we've done in the past. None of that stuff happened because life has just been a living hell. Um, but I'm opening up the mailbag and I'm realizing, you know, we might have let you guys down a little bit at the end of last season because <laughs> I have uh, mailbag entries in here for, you know, almost the entire month of December. Uh, and, you know, we're checking the old pods. I know Ryan and Ashley did the last one uh, because you and I were in the bubble. Uh, but, you know, we missed some episodes here and there. We're missing the mailbag. Uh, so I have some stuff in here. I, I'm not really going to go through all of these, but I just wanted to apologize for everybody who wrote in in the month of December last year, and we did not get through. Uh, I, I would like to say it's almost like, you know, by that time it's almost Christmas, and, and opening up these mailbag now, you know, nine months later, it feels like Christmas. So I actually kind of appreciate that maybe we held on to these. I'm excited. Uh, some of them are hilarious too, you know. Well, with Des Bryant coming back and Josh Gordon off of suspension, are there any waiver wire pickups to trust for a playoff run? <laughs> uh, newsflash: None of those waiver wire pickups are going to save you. You know, it'd be funny if Des Bryant got signed this. If he got signed this week, then that joke would have landed perfectly because uh, our boy Josh Gordon. Oh no, he's not no, signed. Right. Not yet. He will be though. Yeah, he'll be back. Um, does TGIF have a chance to win in 2020? Uh, no, they don't. No, it turns out no. <laughs> turns out we found the answer to that. Uh, 2020 has been crazy for everyone thanks to COVID. I bet you, author of this, had no idea that 2021 was gonna just gonna be as bad, if not worse. Uh, Bono's fantasy not excluded. The two teams that deserve the most to be in the bubble this year are shitty and Nibelonians. Tough, solid, consistent, and well-managed by their owners. Too bad only one of them made playoffs. Best of luck to Shitty. Well, too bad for neither of them that neither of them got to go. I think anybody would have been better than me in the bubble. So my apologies to the league. Yeah. Well, it made for a, a nice layup for me. Not quite. It wasn't a layup. I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> Whatever. But, uh, yeah, no, reading your mailbag late is uh, just a – you know, I've been telling myself to get through the, the pandemic, you know, focus on simple pleasures. What are those little things that give you pleasure? So late mailbag for some reason, love hearing it. Uh, no, no, uh, nine months old voicemails, hotlines. Uh, you know, I didn't check, but I don't think so. All right. Well, I got, I got one more from last season. That's, okay. uh, that, that is a nice lead in to this season. What the fuck? You mean I could draft a rookie, say Justin Jefferson, for a few bucks and keep him for the next few years to win my league championship? Well, we'll see if that works out. Can you explain the league keeper rules in more detail so I can be ready for 2021? Signed, <laughs> just curious. Sorry, just curious. I hope you figured that out before we started the season. <laughs> I really do hope you figured it out. But, um, you know, yeah, you can draft a rookie for a dollar, like Justin Jefferson, and then you could... Put him on the waiver Drop wire. Week four. The waiver wire. He could be picked up and then traded away by some other ungrateful team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a story, man! Um, well, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, I guess it's a reminder that you know mailbags open, the hotlines open, so uh, submit shenanigans. Uh, also, I guess uh, you know reminder too. We got this lovely website. Uh, you know, Brett was talking the other week uh, about 
posting something. I don't think he ever did. But just remember, uh, you guys can uh, can create some content too and uh, put it on the website or get it up there. You know. So uh, welcome back. It's uh, season twelve. What do we got next, Justin, on the agenda? I mean, I got three mailbags from this season. If you want to talk about those? Oh shit! So what you're talking about twenty twenty-one. Well, I just I just wanted to you know highlight some that we left over from last year, but yeah, we got a couple. Okay. Um, although they you know we we may have missed the deadline on these as well. Um, are you guys going to do a draft recap or a week one preview podcast? No, we're not. We could do a uh, preview in review, um, which is kind of what we're doing right now for week week one. We'll preview the review of week one. I know, and I, I don't think we have the time to get into this, so we're going to have to dig through the teams as we kind of go. Uh, you know, we kind of missed that preseason team preview, and now we've already got games to talk about and stuff. So, you know, we'll we'll make sure that we're talking about each of the teams in detail. It may just take us a little bit more time. Um, uh, here's another one, another preseason mailbag. Can't wait for this year's first power rankings. Well, we do have those today. What the hell happened on draft day to the butthole surfers? Where do they rank? Well, we'll get to we'll get to the butthole surfers. I too would like to know what happened on draft day to the butthole surfers. Although I will say, after going through the team, the teams to do the power rankings, there are quite a few teams in a pretty similar bind to the the surfers, and the surfers at least have like three just absolute unbelievable wide receiver ones, and those other teams do not have that. So yeah, I think I, it might be in a better place than some of these other teams. No, and I. I... I don't. I wouldn't say that you know the surfers are in a better place than my Puma skulls, um, but I mean, I'll admit I came out of the draft looking at my team, going, "What the fuck, would, what, dude?" Um, and it, maybe this is what I was saying earlier. It's like I'm looking around uh, before week one, and even during the games, it's like I really don't know how to rate other people's teams. Um, it seems kind of like there, there's a little bit of funkiness all around. Like I, I've noticed while looking for uh, potential trade targets. You know, there's a lot more teams that are like, you know, I go, oh, you know, hey, can I get a wide receiver from you because you have a running back? Oh, no, you too also have, you know, four or five, you know, pretty solid, you know, running backs. And there's a few teams like that. And then there's a few teams on the other end that like are like butthole surfers we're getting to, wide receiver heavy, light on the, the running backs. So, um, yeah, again, I'm having a little trouble like, gauging the power level of the, team, of the teams of the league this year just because the – I don't know. It just seems a little strange. Like everyone's roster seems a little bit uh, wonky. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much of it was intentional or not. But yeah, it seems like everybody kind of had like a different approach to the draft this season. We got some like stars and scrubs teams. We got some ones that are you know a whole bunch of like you know mid mid round guys like just really well rounded roster, but maybe no like shining spots. And then, like you said, some teams that are just unbelievably stacked at wide receiver and they kind of punted running back or they went hard on running back and they kind of punted wide receiver. So, yeah, really, really interesting uh, looking at everyone's team. All right, and then we got one more right here. Uh, Butthole got fluffed. Um, that's that's true. It's probably from the yeah. bunnies there. That, um, um, that game, I, I admit, I thought that um, – I looked at it, I guess, before Monday night and – First, I just saw the score, saw who was left, and I was like, oh, Ryan's got this. And so I didn't pay attention to that match like until Ryan started chatting and we were doing the, the whole overtime kind of uh, manifesting. But, yeah, I didn't realize that, like, Brad had come back – or not Brad had come back, that Ryan didn't, you know, I guess put up as many points as I thought. Yeah, I'm losing with uh, 187, man. 
third highest score. It's got to be brutal. It's tough. Well, I mean, hey, Ryan, you, you got you might have a lot of haters right now. But home might have a lot of haters. But uh, one, you got one eighty-seven. So yeah, you throw at least for one week. You can throw that in people's face. Yep. All right. Well, that's it uh, for mailbag. What else we got going on? Um, yeah, I, I mean, we don't have too much in the way of other news. Uh, I, you know, we kind of already talked about our matchup. I don't think there's anything special about it unless, you know, you want to go into detail about it. But we did actually, um, and I mean, this is like hot news. I wish we had a drop. Maybe, uh, hold on. There we go. Well, now we're talking. Uh, maybe that's not a volume. I thought it was volume up there. Oh, well. Uh, but yeah, no, hot news. We got a, a trade. And uh, it actually seems like a pretty decent one for both teams. What do we got? Uh, yeah, this is actually the second trade of the season. Um, we had one in the preseason that was, uh, you know, not as exciting. I, I was realizing after trying to work on some stuff on my own that, man, trading keepers is pretty tough. Um, and then on top of that, doing the preseason trades is pretty tough as well because people kind of like, you know, it has like a dollar value right there and that's really all you have to go off of. Um, but yeah, in the preseason, we had a uh, Narwhals trading AJ Dillon for Jacoby Myers. Um, I think I was panning um, Ryan at the time. And now this kind of seems like maybe one of those trades that doesn't really matter for anybody. <laughs> well, I mean, long term. AJ Dillon, you know, like you were saying with keepers, um, you know, inflation kind of rules out some certain things. So there's certain players when you're trading, you know, you don't even worry about it. You know, you're not going to be able to keep it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. AJ Dillon, who knows? That dude has uh, thunder thighs. He could be uh, top dog next year. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just today, a much more exciting trade. We had the Adams trading Jamar Chase to the Shady Sources for uh, Rob Gronkowski. And yeah, I mean, this is kind of like, you know, this is, I wish everybody was in the position to kind of do trades like this. Ashley grabbed Gronk as kind of a backup. Um, he came back and looked incredible. I think a lot of us are probably upset that we weren't, you know, maybe eyeballing him a little bit higher. Um, and then, you know, Adams is coming from a place where they're just completely stacked at wide receiver. And uh, Jamar Chase looked really great this weekend. So, yeah, just, uh, you know, trading away some depth for, you know, a potential starter. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a big win on both sides. Yeah, I agree. Good trade for both people. Uh, Martin's got a plethora of, of very good wide receivers. Was, uh, trying to trying to send some offers, and then I saw that. It was a little disheartening. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, Martin went big on rookies. He's also got Devonta Smith over there. Um, so, you know, went with that young talent, but I mean, currently they're, they're sitting on his bench. Cause like you mentioned, he's one of these teams that are, are pretty stacked, uh, at wide receiver, including my boy, Debo Samuel, uh, who, I mean, just had an amazing week and I'm just like in constant agony over not just paying up to, to draft him, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta go get your guys, man. Yeah, that's where I feel like uh, maybe this draft wasn't wasn't the draft for me. I don't know if I uh, necessarily got all the players I want. But, you know, it's still cool. I still enjoyed watching uh, Nick Chubb go off on Jim's team. You know, I'm, I still always refer, refer uh, you know, former Puma Skulls, especially uh, any, any Puma Skull that helped bring a, a championship trophy. So uh, to, to Chubb, to Debo, all, all, the, all the gents, you know, I'm rooting for you. Um, but yeah, great trade. And then, uh, yeah, I, I think one other thing that's kind of cool is, uh, it seems like offers are going around. You know, I got hit up, you know, last couple of days with a few different offers of varying quality, 
you know who you are. Um, but <laughs> there's uh, you know, a lot of stuff flying around. I'm putting out offers. Are you doing a, you, you getting any trade traffic going? Um, I have not gotten any offers. I've been kind of looking at my team. I don't know that I really have a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, enough like depth yet to make any moves. I wasn't feeling really inclined yet. Um, but we'll see as the season goes on. Yeah, it's kind of tough when you're looking for like, w- at least when I'm looking around to see who to trade with. Uh, I mean, you can. I'm looking for people who have you know running back weakness since I'm trying to trade a running back away, uh, and. Yeah, there's just some, you know, I like Brad, you know, hit me up. It was like, oh, yeah, we should trade. And I looked to look at his team. I was like, dude, your team is, you're like so stacked at running back. You're the opposite of a person that I could like have any sort of leverage, any sort of value with. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes it just doesn't work out. But also, again, it's like week one. We just really don't know. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm trying, the one thing I'm trying to remind myself, and I, and I actually picked him up off of waivers, you know, Sammy Watkins. Everyone has a, a week one. Uh, Ogletree, you know, that week one, everyone has a, a crazy start to the season, and it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to last all season long, but but we will see. Yeah, um, speaking of uh, team, you know, instead of players, how about teams? So just looking at week one, you know, we'll get into the power rankings in a second, but um, are there any of these teams? Or are they the Sammy Watkins of teams? They put up a massive score, and you're looking at the team, and you're like, no, this is never going to last. I sort of agree with the consensus of bubble surfers, but the the big one that uh, actually when I was looking through the rosters, and this is maybe before this trade that we just talked about, but uh, shitty sources kind of threw me off guard. I, I you know I definitely think this trade helps uh, solidify Ashley's roster, but like I was looking at her pre-trade this morning, her roster, and I'm just like, I this is not something I. I that's not a great team, which put up a ton of points. So I don't know. Um, I wish I could have put up those points, but didn't. So who am I to judge? But that her and Ryan's team, I think, are the two kind of obvious or outliers to me. Yeah. So the thing that I keep thinking about with Ryan's team, we've had like kind of you know, it's it, he obviously like punted running back. It's also kind of like a stars and scrubs thing because he's he's filling in at a lot of positions right now. Um, we've seen this where they can go off and then we say, well, what if they all go off at the same time? You know, they, they definitely didn't all go off at the same time. And he had some really just dark spots of his lineup. Um, but yeah, I do kind of wonder if more often than not, you know, he's going to have a lot of like boomer bust weeks, uh, just because his value is tied up in those three wide receivers who are, you know, inherently going to be boomer bust even you know even when they're the top wide receivers they're you know we saw Devontae adams only put up eight points eight points is great you're not going to complain about that but when the value of your entire score is kind of tied up in those three players and you're kind of just hoping for like to get 10 points out of another position maybe like jared cook you know i think it's going to make it a lot tougher so yeah i'm, I'm interested to see how that that strategy pays off for for ryan yeah, I will say, and like along the same theme uh, that we've been talking about, I mean, I I feel like in, in next week our power rankings are going to be totally shook up again, and it's going to I don't know. It's, it's I think we should be in for a crazy season. This might be nuts, and it might might be the new divisions. It might have nothing to do with it, but there's uh, it's really hard to judge. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what else did you have for us? Um, well, you know, we talked about the, the bubble rematch already. Felt good to kind of get that, that win back. I'd, I'd love to actually win a bubble against you, but, you know, I'll take these, these little victories where I can. 
Um, but yeah, why don't we just go ahead and pivot over and start talking about these uh, power rankings here. And uh, since it's week one, you know, and there's no, it, usually we start at the bottom because, you know, we kind of know the top already and it's like the middle that's gone. But let's start from the beginning. Let's give the people their due for, uh, you know, power rankings. We're going to start with number one. And I don't know, this is the team that I picked for number one. Justin, did you vote number one on this? Um, You know what? I I don't think so. Ouch. Wow. I, I don't I don't know. I don't have any I don't have any problems. So the number one team is the Nibelonians. Um they put up the number one score for week one. I, I'm definitely not like saying bad about this anything about bad about this team. If anything, they, I you know, I marked him as number two. I'm looking at their lineup. It is you know, we were talking about like, you know, Ryan punting running back and other teams, you know, with like stars and scrubs and stuff like that. I don't think we have that here. I think Lucinda put together like a really well-balanced roster and she had some like really great keepers to kind of like solidify that. Um, you know, I, I guess the only thing is, is there's not like a ton of guys that like pop off, you know, the page. Darren Waller is obviously going to be like a game changer for her. Um, but, you know, it is a very, very solid roster top to bottom. Um, and I think she's got some great bench depth too. So yeah, I, I think she definitely deserves to be up at the top and I'm definitely bummed she's in my division. We were talking up her keepers in chat preseason. Uh, I think she, you know, arguably had the best set of keepers, um, including, you know, what she has right now is a young running back core. Uh, and any of these three guys can, like, really kind of, like, blow up. And then you go down the wide receiver core, you got CeeDee Lamb, who, you know, could have his um, you know, big second year, and Darren Waller, as you mentioned, and then my boy Russ. So, um, yeah, I know. I, I don't know. She uh, had great keepers and then followed her up with a really solid draft. What I love is that her bench is, like, my kind of bench. Super solid. Um, really good backups. Really good trade chips. Um, so, you know, at least if, with the extensive knowledge that we have in week one, I look at Lucinda's team and I'm like, that could be a world beater. That could, that could be the one. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily based on name value, but just like, uh, you know, evaluating the players. Like, this looks like a very solid team from like six years ago. And I mean, not in the sense where like, you know, teams were, sm you know, we had smaller rosters and less teams and stuff like that. So the teams were a lot more stacked then. And that's kind of what her team reminds me of, which is like a huge compliment considering, you know, 12 men and how big our rosters are now. It's a little bit harder to maintain that and not have, you know, any big holes in her lineup. But, you know, she doesn't. Team looks great. For sure. So uh, well done. And also, again, congratulations to uh, the snow who we, we, some of us got to go see get married. And then, uh, you know, just, uh, did the, have the reception in Tahoe? Did Jim get to go up there? I hope you guys got to go see each other and all that. So congrats to uh, Lucinda and our auctioneer, out-of-work auctioneer, Mike. For their beautiful, beautiful ceremony, and then now this oh. is uh, number one power rankings for week one. It's all coming together. What a summer! And she just graduated. That's right, and she just graduated. Incre incredible. Yeah. Congrats, Lucinda. We all love you. Doing it all. Yep. What, what the hell are the rest of us doing? Hell yeah, she's out there balling. All right, who do we got at number two? Uh, I guess people just ranked these teams in the order that they score points here because we got Fluffy Bunnies coming in number two. Yeah, Fluffy Bunny is kind of surprised. I mean, they're one of these teams that I picked for my own division because I thought they were weak, and then later I'm looking at it, and I'm like, did you just screw yourself, bro? What's going on? Um, but, yeah, I mean, that matchup, we, we talked a little bit about uh, Fluffy Bunnies versus 
uh, Bahol Surfers, and you know that matchup was you know had had the potential to even go even higher. That's what what's even crazy. So there's there's a lot of potential there. Right? Uh, where were you on Brett's team? Were you ranking him this high? Uh, it's hard. Uh, I I definitely put him higher up right now. It was hard to evaluate them preseason. You know, I, I get worried about. I, I know stars and scrubs is like a great approach. It kind of makes me nervous, like wrapping up so much value, you know, on one or two players. Um, but you know, it worked out great week one, man. I mean, just it doesn't really matter what the rest of your lineup looks like when you have Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. Um, I think there's a lot of like parallels between bunnies and surfers, uh, just you know, on the on the flip side of it. But you know. Buddies have much, much better wide receivers than Ryan does running backs. Um, and it's a lot more replaceable position. And on top of that, you know, he's already doing great. He goes out and he spends a ton of money on Elijah Mitchell um, to, you know, maybe corner that market. You know, if you're already strong at running back and there's teams that are terrible at running back, yeah, why not go and make sure that they stay terrible at running back, you know? Um, and then, you know, he's just got depth for days on the bench. So, yeah, Buddy's looking pretty good right now. Yeah, definitely question marks at wide receiver, but uh, I don't know. You know me, I'm a DJ, DJ Chark believer. Um, so, uh, you know, if he can live up to his potential, Brett gets his wide receiver one, and, uh, you know, this team is golden. So, um, but yeah, I know good performance. Uh, I'm a little intimidated to go up, uh, you know, against him this week, but. I'm looking for my first one. I'm, I'm a little bloodthirsty, so Brett, you better watch out. I'm gonna, you know, I'm hoping to knock you out of uh, you know undefeated contention and also maybe bust you down this uh, these power rankings, bro. Uh, but we do also have to do a shout out to our boy Brett, who's now a dad. Um, so congrats, man, everyone, all, all the people at the top of the power rankings. You know, they're succeeding in life and succeeding in fantasy football. They're correlated. And here we are depressed and not doing it. Well, you won, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but congrats, Brett. That's uh, awesome, man. Yeah, we got um, Ashley coming in at number three and me coming in at number four. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, that, that trickles down from those, those top two spots, you know, those fantasy uh, wellness uh, equating with real-life wellness. Yeah, for sure. We um, talked about uh, Ashley's team. Uh, I'm surprised to see her a little this high, but you, I think you voted for her to to, to be up here. So, um, but you were at Octo at number four. I mean, definitely team I, I put high. I think uh, you know not just because you you stomped my ass, but um, yeah, I think you've got a really solid you know wide receiver core as well. And then um, I don't know, like you you were a Joe Mixon believer in like the third quarter or second quarter. <laughs> But he quickly proved you wrong and you know, brought you out, out to victory. My only question for you, worried about Green Bay? you worried about Aaron Jones? Uh, I'm not worried about Green Bay. Um, you know, they. I wish Aaron Jones was more involved in the passing game, and I wish Green Bay wasn't so bad when they fall behind. But they, I don't know. If you watch Green Bay, it always seems like this happens, like, you know, once or twice a year where they got blown up by another team. And they just seem flabbergasted when they're not doing well in a game. Like, they just can't wrap their heads around it. So... Uh, not worried about Aaron Jones. It gives me some, you know, like confidence in my team is that, you know, I got a lot of like, I, you know, a lot of my victories are on Kyler Murray and Tyler Lockett. And I'm so happy to have back on my team. Um, but other than that, you know, it's kind of just a lot of like average performances. So I'm hoping that kind of bodes well for the rest of the season. I'm hoping this is more like my average score of the season. Um Really stoked about Rondale Moore, though. I know you like having the stack. I like you know, this is kind of like my mini version of that stack. 
he uh, scored, I think, five or six points just based on, like, return stuff. So, you know, that's another thing I was, like, having on my team as a return specialist. So I'm hoping uh, he can be involved in that offense and do well. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, well-earned in the uh, Phillips household. Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll see. Who we got at number five? At uh, number five, we have the Narwhals, who I'm switching over to their page now because who could have known that this was coming? Um, yeah. They, uh, you know, they had a, a decent week one. They uh, unfortunately went up against the Niblonians. Um, I think overall, I think the the roster is looking pretty good. Some a lot of underperformers, especially you know she she kind of fell into the the Titans on draft day uh, for better or for worse, and they had an unbelievably awful game. Incredibly um, awful. Yeah, and then you know Mark Andrews with a, a down day. Really, really good performances from her IDP. Um, so I don't know. I think this. I think that the the power rankers are right to put Narwhals as high because it was a you know pretty bad day in some ways um so maybe you know there's a, a lot more ceiling here yeah i think uh it, you know going back you were saying something about um you know looking back at a roster a few years back to me this is like you look at name values i'm looking at last year <laughs> like, this would have been an amazing roster mm-hmm. but uh yeah i don't know like uh it's a solid team definitely solid team um but yeah like i'm <sighs> That Titans game really like messed with me. <laughs> I didn't realize that they could be that bad. I didn't know that the Cardinals were that good. I don't know what the, you know, what happened there. But um, I, I know the one thing you know is like you know Derek Henry will bounce back. He'll probably go for like four touchdowns this week or something. Yeah. So Narwhals is definitely a team that I'm keeping my eye on. I'd like to see where they shake out after week two as far as the the total points goes. For sure. Um, she's also, I would point out, she's got, you know, definitely a bench that I approve of. Uh, Jacoby Myers, uh, who's part of that trade that you mentioned earlier with Ryan for A.J. Dillon. And then um, Tony Jones Jr., interesting name to watch on New Orleans. Uh, after they cut Latavius Murray, that was another uh, name to keep an eye on. Um, and then, of course, uh, she's got our, you and I, you know, our old boy Cordero Patterson, who I think we all kind of hope one day will be amazing. But I that ship is probably the same. I, I don't know if he'll be amazing, but man, he's really like underrated even oh, in our sure. league. So I yeah, I was thinking about grabbing him preseason. I kinda wish I had because I think I think Adam started in most of last season and it wasn't spectacular, but it was like ten points a game, which is incredible. I'm really upset that they don't do a dual tag for him. They should it should just be a permanent thing, regardless of what the team is doing. Because even they should you know, they have him as a running back right now, but he's a wire they gotta put both on there. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Football's always been weird about their position eligibility. Yeah, but um, not their numbers this year, which uh, we talked about in chat. A little bit weird. Try to get used to uh, seeing new players, <laughs> like new numbers. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. That's going to take me the whole season to get caught up, and then the season's going to be over. All right, coming in at number six, we have the Shenanahads, who, yeah. you know, had a lower score than Narwhals we were just talking about, but they went up against TGIF, who did uh, pretty poorly. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Jim's team looks really great. I think it looks really well-rounded. There was kind of some, some black holes. Um, you know, Najee Harris, five points. I don't think that'll continue. Um, Cortland Sutton, two points. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was a good, not great performance, but I think his team overall looks great. Um, he is just like, 
you know, no running back depth at all. He's got some great starters, Chubb and Harris, you know, you're not going to stress about that. But uh, if one of those guys goes down, I think he might be in a tough spot. Yeah. Um, you know, you said to me during our matchup, uh, just in private chat, when it was, you know, when you were going to win, uh, you're, you're like, oh, well, you just had a down week, but you still scored a ton of points. And I feel the same way about Jim. Like, if anything, um, you know, he got the win, but he should still feel, you know, pretty pretty jazzed because I, I think this is not necessarily a floor win. I mean, you get almost 30 points from Dak. That's uh, always a good thing. But uh, definitely, you know, there, there's a lot of upside. And, and, I mean, just looking at his bench, dude, is there a more Austin bench than an entire wide receiver that's pretty unbelievable i just found a new trade partner (laughs) but uh yeah so um you know he he's definitely very strong there um his running back core as you mentioned a little bit weak a little bit thin or not weak but thin um but while these guys are healthy and you know our boy nick chubb uh you know maybe this is the year he finishes his rb1 i'm always a believer um so we'll see i i have a suspect feeling that um you know, Ashley and Jim play this week. Uh, interesting matchup. I have a feeling that maybe Jim gets a, a second win and suddenly, uh, you know, we're, we're bumping him up in the power rankings. That's my prediction. Yeah, it, it's weird looking at these teams and thinking that, you know, the Narwhal Shenanahads and, you know, your team that we'll talk about next in seventh, uh, this could have been more of like a floor game from their teams. Um, so, yeah, really interesting to watch for week two. And I'm pretty terrified. I think we're going to see a lot of scores over 200 this year. Um, from probably a lot of these teams that we're talking about. Uh, so, yeah, the people were just not impressed by your loss to Giant Octopus, man. And they just, they, they tore you a new one, moving you down the rankings at number seven. I'm not um, impressed I, either. I think your team looks, you know, I think it looks really well-rounded, really solid. Um, I know it suffered from the Austin effect, which didn't really cost you the win, but uh, definitely could have. Uh, to me, the biggest, you know, part that let your team let you down was uh, IDP. And, you know, guys like Jamal Adams and Chase Young, I mean, these are definitely four games out of them. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting to see what your team will do as well. Yeah, when you were talking about IDP earlier, you were talking about, you know, um, thinking that this year, you know, defensive well, defensive ends, uh, you know, would be a key position. I kind of thought that about maybe the, the safety position, um, you know, having, having to do uh, – you know, defensive back. Um, so those are kind of the players that targeted during the draft, which I don't know. I don't think that's still a great strategy, but who, who knows? Cause I'm looking at everyone's team and everyone's got really one, you know, a really solid defensive back. Um, but uh, yeah, no, my IDP actually, I was, uh, you know, I just felt like that. Hey man, they, they came, they showed up, they did what they needed to do. Uh, it was my bills. If my bills stack, you know, they, they did all right, but, you know, they weren't really supercharged in that game. Pittsburgh defense is so freaking good. The game was so painful to watch. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Judge or Judge Judy hurts him going out. I was already kind of wide receiver hurting. Um, but, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not feeling as rough as I usually do after knowing one start. And, I mean, believe me, two years ago, this is how exactly how it started again, right? You beat me, <laughs> you know, and I can start 0-1. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm feeling all right. Uh, I, I think uh, I, I'll call it this is for my shot, a late bloomer. I've got a lot of wide receivers who might, uh, you know, bloom late. So we'll see. All right, well, we're going to continue to work through, um, I guess, the underrepresented or underperforming teams from week one because we got TGIF um, coming in at number eight. 
And I didn't think much of Eric's low score. This is probably the first time I'm like really scrutinizing it. And I'm realizing, I mean, man, when this team gets going, like GG, you know, he's got super down games from Jim, James Robinson, Zeke, you know, and then he's got a really just super, super solid wide receiver core. Um, you know, I think Jalen Hurts, I would have said was like the weak spot, but, you know, he came through for him big time uh, this week. So, yeah, I think Eric's team looks really well-rounded, kind of underperforming from IDP. I think a lot of people, um, you know, are going to be, like we talked about earlier in the show, turning those spots, trying to figure out what works. I think that might be what TGIF has to do. I don't think he needs to worry about his offense more. But, um, yeah, get the IDP settled, and I think he's going to have a pretty scary team. I mean, I think his IDP is fine. You get, I mean, getting those four point fives from Demario Davis, you know, it happens. But again, he's like a hundred percent snap guy. Michael Parsons is gonna be fine. You know, um, he's pretty solid there, and definitely like you know, maybe not necessarily the names of wide receivers that I particularly believe in or would pick in the draft. But now, especially after a solid week one, names like Adam Thielen, Mike Williams. I mean, just like. Like, I'm looking at Mike Williams right now, and I'm, I'm thinking, like, dude, if you can stay healthy for this season, you're, like, Mike Williams could easily be, like, the, the biggest value of the draft just because, I mean, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, man, I, I just want a piece of that offense. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I, I kind of put um, Eric's team with Jim's team where I think, you know, maybe not next week, if not next week, the you know, week after that, we're going to be bumping them up because uh, this is a pretty solid lineup. Yep, and coming in right behind that, the team most disrespected by the league um, <laughs> for whatever reason, uh, Surfers uh, came in third in point, or sorry, fourth in points, 187 points, and the people said, you know what, that team fucking sucks ass. Put them at number nine. Um, so I don't, we've spent a lot of time talking about Ryan's team a lot uh, because it's so interesting. Um, I, I was surprised he didn't make a move on Mitchell, but maybe because he's already invested in uh, Trey Sermon and then he picked up Jeff Wilson. So maybe he's kind of like, you know, the anti-Mitchell. He's, he's hedging against that. But when I saw Ryan come out of the draft, I kind of thought he was doing, you know, maybe like a true zero RB, then go hard on the first RB that, you know, looks viable off the waiver wire. He did not do that. Um, so I continue to be perplexed by uh, Ryan's strategy this season. Although I will say, I, I don't think his team is that bad just because those three guys can probably do as much as you need them to. No, they, they I mean, as far as going zero RB goes, this, this team is solid. But I, too, am perplexed. Like, dropping 50 on, on a, you know, week one, maybe it's not such a big move anyway. But, I mean... To me, that's like that's an obvious move for for Ryan. Um, I, you know me, I, I'm all about like locking up, uh, especially a backfield like San Francisco. If I could get two out of the three shares, and he probably could have got Wilson too, he could have got the whole damn thing. I know that's a whole different mess that you have to play with, but um, you're essentially at that point buying whatever Mostert's like draft value was, you know, off of waiver wires, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm with you. I would have gone full out from there, but you know what? Uh, I want to remind everyone, given the pattern of the last four years, this is Ryan's year to win. You know, he wins, I win, he wins, I win. Uh, so no. let's, let's not, let's, uh, you know, I did rank him pretty low. I'm, I'm a doubter, you know, I'll, I'll admit too, but um, you know, I don't know. 
Ryan's a good. Uh, he's he's a good coach. He's like a Belichick. You don't you don't uh, you don't rule him out. Yeah, uh, Ryan is a great waiver wire like manager, and I'm I'm pretty scared of what this team's going to look like halfway through the season um, if he kind of picks up the right guys, which feels pretty likely that he will. Um, all right, and then coming in in the last three spots here, we got some uh, some week one stragglers. Uh, we got the Adams coming in at number ten, who um, I think I might have ranked uh, quite a bit higher than this. Um, I'm actually kind of a, a big fan of Martin's team. I think he's got some like really exciting talent. Um, it might not pan out, but I think it's a great looking uh, week one team. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think he's aside from um, Kirk Cousins, uh, quarterback. I mean, just absolute what, what a mistake. Um, aside from from Kirk Cousins, great wide receivers. He's got a plethora of wide receivers, but also not necessarily. He didn't go for like a zero RB because you know you got some Chase Edmonds and Miles Sanders, but kind of doing this like weight back on running back and then just stack up on wide receivers. So yeah, I really like Martin's team. Um, you know, I, I, I think he makes a couple other good trades to like shore up uh, spots like he did for, you know, trade for Gronk. Um, yeah. I think he can do a pretty, pretty well. So we might see him rising too. This might just be Martin hate. Yeah, probably. So coming into number 11, um, we got some really interesting parallels to the Fluffy Bunnies. Um, we got the AFB Boomers. And, you know, if you just showed me these two teams on paper, I probably would think that they were pretty similar. I think the Boomers have a, a couple more spots that, you know, they, they might need to fix. But, you know, Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook, you know, it, it's not it's not CMC and Camara, but, you know, it's, it's definitely the next best thing. Um, and then, you know, he's got Mike Evans and Paris Campbell. He's, you know, a, a decently rounded roster to look at. Um, I don't know. How are, you, how are you feeling about Boomers? Not not a strong week one, but I, it definitely looks like a team that can do a lot more. I think, again, another one of these teams are like where the names I don't really necessarily are my guys. But, um, I mean, if you're going on name value alone, I mean, you mentioned the running backs and pretty solid wide receiver. I mean, pretty solid IUP all the way through, like another four, you know, really good linebackers who are getting a lot of snaps, um, including, you know, Darius Leonard and Roquan Smith, Smith, who are like, you know, two top running or linebackers. So, um, solid team. I still ranked them kind of low just because it's, I don't know, there's, there are some question marks. Um, but, yeah, I, I have a feeling that, you know, just like always when I'm in a division with Andrew, that his team is going to end up being a, a pain in the ass to be, you know, like, you know, much better than uh, it seems. So we'll see if they – there's only uh, one spot to go down from 11 if you're Andrew. So I think brighter days are ahead. Yep, and you can probably figure out who is coming in at number 12. And, again, a lot of parallels to another team, uh, Mega Shark is looking a lot like surfers uh, starting running backs of Leonard Fournette and Sony Michelle. Uh, I know, you know, the whole Sony Michelle uh, versus Daryl Henderson, that was like a huge, you know, topic going into week one. Michelle did not get any run. I don't know if they're still getting warmed up, but man, that was an ugly start for Mega Shark. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't have the caliber of wide receivers that surfers do, but, you know, Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, Tyler Boyd, Robert Woods, I mean, it's, it's no slouch, man. This is pretty, pretty good looking. I, I would have liked to see him, you know, spend up on a, Elijah Mitchell, like we were talking about with uh, Ryan's team. So, yeah, he, I, I feel like he's definitely in a similar position. Grab some of those handcuffs and grab the right guys, and he could have a, a, a super strong team. 
Yeah, a um, couple things go right. You know, we we can see Matt bouncing back, but uh, has had a little bit of unluck from the injury and uh, to uh, you know like Gallup and Zach Moss, like you know some running back depth didn't even get a play. He's a healthy scratch. Mitchell Sonny Michelle, so um, we'll we'll have to see. Definitely has to uh, shore up some stuff there. But that's it, man. First power rankings. Man, oh yeah, we just went through it. Oh my goodness! I bet people didn't even you know they barely had time to you know settle down on the couch with a stiff drink to listen. Well, what do we got lined up for our week two matchup of the week? We actually kind of talked about it a little bit. A little bit of an intriguing matchup. Uh, it's going to be the shitty sources versus shenanigans. Uh, you know, I'm looking at shitty sources. I'm wondering, is this fool's gold? Meanwhile, uh, you know, looking at Jim's team, thinking this might be a diamond in the rough. Uh, you, you feel a little bit opposite. Maybe you like Ashley's team, right? Uh, yeah, I think she's looking, you know, pretty solid. And, you know, especially with a down week from uh, Barkley. So I, I think they're pretty evenly matched. Uh, the projection on ESPN has Jim super heavily favored for whatever reason. Uh, they do um, not like Trevor Lawrence. They think that he's still in college. I don't know that Ashley likes Trevor Lawrence either. Um, I know she went went ahead and picked up Joe Burrow. So talking about stacks, she's got that uh, Burrow to chase stack now. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting uh, after she sets her lineup what that looks like. I'm trying to check my projections here real quick to see. Yeah, I definitely think you know, once you get uh, Jamar Chase in there, it's... Uh, Definitely a different story, especially Joe Burrow too. Yeah, you get that, you get that stack in there. Because again, Chase is probably going to be, you know, he's rookies. Probably going to be one of these guys that like boomer busts. You know, pulls a more Tyler Lockett like games maybe in this first first year. At least that's what I think. But um, even still, if he if he's really good, I mean, she's got like super high floor guys. Uh, you know, like Kelsey. Um, so you know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably wrong about our team, maybe especially after this trade, I guess. Uh, but I still believe in Jim's team. I think he's got a solid wide receiver core. Um, yeah, he's got a, a lot of uh, a lot of just sweet, sweet, awesome players like Metcalf and, and Chubb, some of my favorites. So uh, I definitely, I'm still going with Jim on this one. I think he pulls out the win. Shanann had to start the season two and L. Yeah, it looks like ESPN's got the Shanann hats favored. Uh, it looks like my system has Shitty Soros's pretty heavily favored. So. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, they definitely like, um, you know, Jim's running backs a lot better. Um, but, you know, even with the, the power that Jim has at wide receiver, um, they are favoring Ashley a little bit in that area. Well, we'll see. Um, we'll and then see. The, the difference between Kelsey and Goddard, you know, is like night and day. So it, it should be interesting. Night and day. Do you hear that, Dallas Goddard? You challenge accepted. Just be more like Travis Kels. Who is how his name is pronounced? You... It's Kelk. Kelk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it should be a good matchup. So everyone, uh, make sure you let us know in chat how you feel about that matchup. Who's going to win? Or you know, post on the boards or whatever. Um, but otherwise, I mean, we got some interesting matchups back to uh, more divisional play. So we'll get another divisional uh, matchup. First one for me and you. So we get a yeah. Get a taste of our new uh, ocean of tears. All the all the huge mistakes we made in drafting. Oh man, I gotta play Brad. So we'll see. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be looking at this. Is gonna be a talking point of week two when I'm like, well, I have the toughest schedule for the remaining season because of the yeah. people I have to play. 
Mm-hmm. Sleeper's Tomb, don't sleep on it. Power Division. <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, all right, well, that's all we got, buddy. Do you have anything to sign us off with? Uh, you know, usually this is where I promise you all kinds of awesome stuff on the website and all kinds of other stuff. I'm going to be honest, everybody. We'll see what we get on the website this year. Um, I have to migrate the website, which is going to be a lot of work in the first place. And um, a lot of my scripts are still broken from a couple of years ago. So it's in kind of a disarray, but I'm going to get up what I can. But unfortunately, uh, time is uh, more of a luxury than it was when I used to deliver all those things. Yeah. Well, no, no worries. We just got to survive. Just one, you know, one more day, and then we the football's back. We can watch the Giants. Oh, Perfect. Thank, thank the maker. Uh, I have an announcement, which is uh, some people still haven't paid me. So if you haven't sent Ouch. me my way, um, that's fine. That's totally cool. Um, but uh, I have uh, several means that you can send money. I have uh, PayPal. I have Zelle. I have uh, Venmo. So uh, I'm going to ping you guys in chat or uh, via text, but definitely uh, pay me. The one hundo entry fee is fine. Uh, if you have it, 10 bucks for website, for the podcasting stuff, whatever, but it's not really a big deal, whatever. We don't have on cover, but um, I think that's it. It's just on a week two, man. You excited? Yep. I, you know, I am. Like I said, that, that week one kind of reinvigorated me. I'm looking forward to week two, and I think yeah. – uh, Got some good matchups, and I'm excited to see what these teams do. Who's who's for real? Who's who's underperforming? It's gonna be good. Yeah, I feel like the trade market is starting to heat up, so and, and I need to get in there. And it looks like a lot of teams do, so I'm kind of excited about that. I'm also excited to beat Brett. I'm gonna beat Brett and get my first win of the season. I can just feel it. So I love uh, the optimism. Yeah, I'm coming for you, fluffy bunnies. Coming for that dad bod. All right. Well, uh, for the commish, uh, this is Austin signing off. We will see you next week on the podcast. Definitely vote on us. Uh, no, don't, don't vote on anything. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Whatever. Go, vote, go yeah. vote on the matchup of the week on ESPN. There you go. There you go. We'll get a poll up, and then you can vote on the poll. That's what we'll do. All right. So long. That's all right. What a ridiculous time. Okay. I got a mouthful of nuts. Mouthful of nuts. Where's your sound bite?